uh, Franz and Sonia on that day, and uh, somebody came up after the wedding and said, I wish somebody had preached that sermon at my wedding. And I'm going, "Uh uh-oh. But we're wanting to honor and glorify Christ, number one. Most of us here are familiar with the story of how uh, Sonia had to move from Hazard, Kentucky to California and then to Oklahoma. And while she was in Oklahoma, she took some classes at Heartland. And there we had uh, Brother Jason was there and Brother Copes was trying to do matchmaking. But Brother Copes, you can trust one thing. If he does matchmaking, it's the wrong match. And... uh, No offense to Brother Jason, but uh, it just wasn't right. And Brother Jason said, but wait a minute, I know somebody. And I I think Peter had a little, was working on Franz on this end, and you were working on Sonia on the other end and and trying to uh, make this thing happen. And all of a sudden, the doors started opening. And that's the way it works when God works, is he opens doors and and they're just standing there going, Wait a minute, this might actually happen. And that's the wonder of God's work, amen? And the, all of the months of talking and planning and praying and wondering what's going to happen, it's all brought together on wedding day, amen? You say, I do. And one of my favorites is, that means you're done for the rest of your life, amen? But that's a willing picture. The first picture marriage is, is of Christ's love for his church. What did Jesus Christ go through so that we could meet together in his name? He left heaven's glory. He came here to earth as a little baby and 30 years of silence. And then he emerged from the hiding, was baptized, and in just a little over three years, his earthly ministry was finished. He would suffer on the cross, but aren't you glad the story doesn't end with his death? And it doesn't end with his resurrection. And it doesn't end with his ascension into heaven Because we are gathered here together in Jesus' name today to commemorate what Jesus finished on the cross all those years ago. No human being can love another human being as much as Jesus has already loved us. Uh, Miss Vivian, I think you might have to intervene there, just one on either side. Joe, move. Thank you. And... um, But the symbolizing here is that both Brother Franz and Miss Sonia have given up their lives that they may live one life together in service for Christ. That's what marriage is supposed to be. The sands picture the uniting of two lives. You know what? You don't stop living or being your own person When you get married, you're still the person that God made you. That's the blessing, and that's the problem, amen? 
But we use the sand to picture the uniting as one work of art that they will be able to keep and treasure for the rest of their lives and remember that only God could have brought them together. I don't know if you saw in the slides was watching, but there was uh, early on there was one slide of Sonia being walked down the aisle by her father, and then there was a, a picture of Franz's big hand there. And you see, that was important. The first time Brother Franz held Miss Sonia's hand was when her dad took her hand and put it in his. You say, that, you, you, you're kidding. No, we're not. That's the way God intended it. You see, the picture is, as she is being brought down the aisle by her father, it's the picture of her submission and her agreement to the authority of her father. Even though she's a grown woman, she says, I am still in agreement and submission to the authority of my father. He is now taking that authority and he is transferring it to her husband-to-be. And she says, I will follow that authority for the rest of my life. Marriage is a wonderful thing. I love Brother Clayton's quote, if I knew marriage was this good, I'd have done it when I was 10. Amen. But God didn't intend it to work that way. It's in God's time, in God's way, and it is the uniting of two lives as one. And someone said, how in the world did you two get together? I've got one answer. God, you start serving God where you are. And he will take care of whom you're supposed to marry in his time. Now, I don't know how many times you've gotten asked this, but I, I was asked this many times uh, after I was married. How in the world did you marry her? I said, well, God did the work. Amen. It's not because of who we are. It's because of who he is. And I want you to take your Bibles tonight and turn with me to the book of Luke. And we took time in the wedding service to share about their faith in Jesus Christ and how a person gets saved. Sonia was saved as a little girl, four years old. She put her faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't happen very often, but it does happen because even a little child can understand that they have sinned against God and simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Now, Brother Franz's story was very different. I think he was about 18 or so, and he saw this weird church meeting in a synagogue around the corner from his house, and so he stopped in, and then he went to Puerto Rico, and he kept coming, and then he trusted the Lord as his Savior right here in our church. And he got baptized here, and he's been serving the Lord here, and we had many conversations over the years. But what's God going to do? Aren't you glad you waited, Brother Franz? Amen. You see, 
God's time is the perfect time. It's one faith that Sonia found as a little girl, that Brother Franz found as a grown man. And God has called them into his service. And Sonia was telling me some of her favorite verses, and these are two of the verses that she listed. And so I I chose them as our text for the sermon, and that's Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read verses 16 and 17. Luke 18, 16 and 17. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Suffer the little children to come unto me, forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. You know, men and religions have always tried to complicate salvation. They've always tried to put themselves in there. There's got to be more than just believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. No, there does not. It is that simple because God designed us to be his children. How many adults have I heard? Oh, I just wish I could be a little child again. Why? Well, because then I don't have all the cares and the pressures of this life. You know, that's, that's what makes an adult an adult is we have to put up with the pressures and the cares. and and. But what I want you to do right now is just take a moment. Do you remember when you got saved? It was just as a little child putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, how many times have I reminded you as a church and myself as your pastor what you did to get saved? is what you do to serve Christ. And it works in a marriage. We grow up too fast. We get so old that we think we know all the answers. And I just uh, challenge Brother Franz and Miss Sonia at the wedding not to grow up, just to enjoy being that little child serving God because he will take care of the pressures of this life. And I want you to think about some things with me and we'll try to go through this together. But the first thing about little children is they do not understand abstract things. They're not looking for the hidden meanings behind things. They're not trying to figure out all of the ins and outs, and they're not doing all of these things. They don't ponder the great quandaries of life. They just enjoy that bowl of ice cream. That's what little children do. And you know what? That's what Marriage ought to be. Don't try to figure out how God did everything. Just enjoy it. Amen? Church, 
Sometimes we need to ponder and think about all the great things God gave us, how he brought us our salvation. But more importantly, we need to enjoy God's love, his forgiveness. And in that childlike faith, we just need to serve him. Amen? You know what? Little children... Don't worry about life's most important needs. They don't worry about where the next meal is coming from. They're not worried in a normal situation, a good home. They're not worried about all of the horrible things the Democrats are going to do if they get reelected or the horrible things that are going to happen because the Republicans are going to destroy all the horrible things that the Democrats did. I mean, it's all a mess. Little children don't understand those things. In fact, they're not worried about them because daddy's going to take care of it. You know what? It's time that you and I stop trying to solve all the world's problems and let our Heavenly Father take care of it and rest in Him as little children. Little children know they're going to be taken care of. It's really sad. A a child loses something when they live in a place where they're not cared for the way that they should. I still, today, everywhere I go, when we start talking about things, how do you afford all those kids? I don't. My heavenly father does. He pays the bills. And sometimes we wonder where it's coming from, but I need to remind myself that I'm his child. He will meet my needs. You know, little children aren't worried about what other people think. I mean, there was one time early on, I didn't tell this story at the wedding, but it seems to fit right here. My wife and I, and about, I think back then we only had four or five, and uh, we got lost on the subway. We were looking for something, and we ended up in the uh, West Village, walking down the sidewalks, with five little kids trolling behind us, and I could feel people staring. And I mean, they were... And we couldn't... I mean, I hadn't been in the city that long. We didn't know that we were in the wrong neighborhood, doing the wrong thing. You know what? My little kids were laughing, and they were enjoying things, and they were... And you know what? That really upset a lot of people. And I'm glad. In the world in which we live, it would behoove us to be more concerned about our Father's provision and His goodness than what everybody else is thinking about us. Only a little child can do that, my friend. Only a little child trusting in the Heavenly Father. 
You know what? Little children have frequent misunderstandings. How many of you ladies have ever worked in our nursery? Oh, I mean, those little kids, I mean, they just this and that and the other way. But you know the nicest thing about little children is they're easily set aright. And I challenge you today, only an adult can carry a grudge for 20 years because a child isn't a child that long. God doesn't want us to do those things. We are going to have misunderstandings. And if you've been married any period of time at all, I imagine there's already been one or two. We don't want to know the details. What we want to do is know that you got it set right, and the smiles tell me that's already been solved. You see, that's the way little children behave. And it's the best thing in the world for a marriage. Amen. Uh, by the way, it's the best thing in the world for a church. By the way, it's the best thing in the world for anybody who wants to serve Christ. Is to let him straighten us out. Amen. Little children are not critical in their thinking. They don't get out their calculator and say, now the basketball hoop is 10 feet up, I'm 15 feet out, the tangential arc of the flow of the basketball, little children cannot think that way. It takes an adult to do that kind of stuff. That's why they play basketball and we watch, right? You see... You can get yourself in a lot of trouble with critical thinking in a marriage. You can begin to believe that it's her fault or his fault. That'll destroy a marriage. By the way, it'll destroy a church. And it'll keep you from serving God. It's time to grow down and be that little child that God intended us to be. Little children accept simple explanations. The most complex answers of life are simple. Amen. Little children love to sing. Don't ever let music get out of your marriage. Somebody was here just this morning, first-time visitor, and said, I like the singing. That's, that's really nice. I'll tell you, that's one of the reasons why we sing. It keeps your heart tender, and it keeps your mind centered on the object of our songs. And, of course, the object of our songs is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Don't worry. I only have 12 points to the message tonight. And we're ready to deal with number 10 already. So we're, we're going to get through. But little children can handle not knowing everything. Don't grow up enough that you have to figure it all out and know the answer before you start. 
Just let God handle it. You say, but that's, that's so childish. Uh, yeah, that's the goal. That's what we're looking for. Because unless you become like little children, you shall no wise, no way are you going to enter therein. Children are adaptable. It takes an adult to say, but we've done that for the last 20 years. No, we haven't. I've been here all 20. Amen. The history of our church. Let the Lord move you. I mean, the first time you thought about New York City, you were going, I don't know if I can handle that. I want bluegrass and mountains and all those wonderful things. Well, you let God adapt you. And you'll be loving right where you are. The last thing is one of the hardest. If our world wants to do anything to little children, it wants to strip them of their innocence. That's why the cartoons are so violent and adult-oriented. The innocence of a little child is their most precious gift. Don't surrender your innocence. Don't ever grow up so much that you cannot just be honest and true where you're at. You know, I believe that this is what Jesus was talking about when he said, except you become as little children. We try to make life so complicated. We try to solve all the world's problems. We carry the load of our entire generation upon our shoulders. And how much good does it do? Let me tell you, it won't change a thing. You become as that little child and serve the Lord Jesus Christ with your life. And he'll take care of the changing that needs to be done. And when you find yourself saying, Oh, I can't behave like that. That's like a little child. Whoa, the red flags better start waving. And you better start trying to figure out what you're doing wrong. That's how you get saved, my friend, is by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. As a little child. If you're going to live for him. Guess what? You still be his child. Who takes care of all the pressure? He does. Who takes care of all the supply? He does. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, shall in no wise enter therein. As you have trusted Jesus as a little child to be saved and enter heaven, So be little children in your love one to another and in your service as one to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And all God's people said,
the wedding service that everybody wanted reenacted. And uh, we tried to figure it out, but they couldn't count that high. Their, their first kiss was at the altar when her father went through the vows and said, you may now kiss your bride. And uh, so we're going to let them uh, reenact that moment for us, if they would. Not too long, all right? And then we're going to have you sing the song, okay? So you may kiss your bride. <laughs> all right. And now they're going to sing a song. They sang this duet at the wedding. And so listen to the words. <laughs> 